know. I'm going to throw it to you. Like, what are your... I, we could talk about the game. We could talk about after two games. We could talk about the series moving forward. Like, where are your thoughts right now on this thing? This fucking team, the Miami Heat. I don't know how they keep doing it. I think I have an idea how they keep doing it. And it involves um, divine intervention at this point. I thought Simmons nailed it. At a certain point, God's plan is, you know, something you just got to accept is going to happen. And maybe it's just in in the plan that the Miami Heat are supposed to win the title and they're going to do it by knocking off all these 50 win teams and the Knicks. And we just have to accept that this is, this is going to happen. Um, I thought I like to, for real basketball analysis, I, I actually did want to get your, your take on the Ramona Shelburne of it all, where she asked Spo the, sure, the question yeah. and it's become a debate of, like did whether it's turn Jokic into a scorer or make him a passer and whether the heat actually did that. Is it an oversimplification? I think it's, it was a little unfair to fully jump down her throat the way Spo did. Although I, I recognize his frustration of probably hearing an op- oversimplified question, but that's like the nature of a post game press conference. You don't have like five minutes to sit with Zach Lowe and talk about what you did to guard Jokic. I, I think, there is some truth to like the notion that they just they they tried to guard passing lanes more, but rewatching the game this morning, I don't know. Did you think they guarded him a certain way? Because I, as someone who watched game one intently and then watched game two a couple times, I I think they did make an effort to guard him a specific way, but we're just better at it in game two. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, right? I. I kind of agree with Spo a little bit, like that there is a lot more going on to the point where you can't oversimplify it to the point of like we're going to turn him into this and we're or we are going to turn him into that because also you you can't do that. It's like you can't do that with any with any great player. Um, yeah, I mean the coverages were a little different. Like you said, they executed them a little bit better. But I think well, I think well, I have a lot of thoughts. For one, just go back to the SPO part of it. I I get he's getting hammered for this, and I understand why Ramona Shelburne. I've interviewed Ramona Shelburne. Ramona Shelburne is one of the kind literally, mm-hmm. I don't think you will find a kinder human being um in sports media. And the way, and she phrased her question like in such a way that it was, you know, as delicately as you could possibly frame the question. And I still find it hard to like really lay into Spo for this because he had a moment. Everybody deserves a moment, and um, he had his, and it wasn't it wasn't great, but like it happens. So like whatever, I'm not I'm not going to come for that. Um, I think. Like I said, I think his point was well taken at the same time as like I know Benji pointed out, like how you guard how how you guard players is is you know indicative of what your what your preference of strategy is. And I think maybe that's the nuance that's getting lost a little bit. Like, no, you can't dictate what a player is going to do or you can't force a player to be one thing or another, but you can show your hand a little bit in terms of what you throw at them and 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 what you don't. But I think as as many have pointed out, I think this is burying the lead 
which is that, yeah, I mean, did it maybe take the Nuggets out of a, a little bit out of what they want to do? Sure, maybe it did a little bit, but like that's not why they lost the game. They scored, I forget what the offensive rating was for them the other night, but they scored a, a they scored more than enough points to win. I think the I think the the more interesting part of it for me is one is two things. Really, it's one thing, and this, and this this it gets to the Miami of it all. So, like, and I think all of this is connected. Does Jokic want to score forty one? No, he doesn't want to score forty one. Right? He, he doesn't want to have four assists. That's not his ratio that he prefers. I mean, you mentioned the Simmons pot. Um, I think Simmons nailed it. He would much rather have you know whatever twenty five and fifteen or something like that. I forget what the exact numbers are. He spouted, but like that's how Jokic wants to play. And I think when the Nuggets are at their best, that is how they play. But I think we're getting lost in the sauce with the Jokic of it all because that's how any team is at their best. Literally, any NBA team is at their best when their superstar is drawing so much attention that they are kicking out to other guys who have open shots because like, you know, energy finds the ball or whatever that phrase was from Phil Jackson many years ago. Like that's any, any NBA team is going to look better. It's going to feel better. The players are going to play harder on defense, all of those sorts of things when everybody's getting involved in the action, as opposed to when it's just one guy. Um, And I think that's true of the nuggets. And I think that's true of any other team. And I think the fact that Miami kind of, if anything, nudge them into that area. Did it mean that they couldn't win playing that way? No. But it may have been just enough of a of a of a tilt of the axis to to where it gave Miami more of an opportunity than they otherwise had, otherwise would have had. But in order to capitalize on that opportunity, they needed to do what they did, which is hit a million shots and go on whatever the run was where like how many shots? There was like a, a f- the beginning of the fourth quarter, they went. What was it? Like a thirty-two to ten run or something like that? Something insane. Where they? How many shots did they miss over that period of time? They just didn't miss. And as again, as many have pointed out, um, there were some really bad botched coverages there from Denver's defense. Like of the four of the four quadrants, Miami's offense, Miami's defense, Denver's defense, Denver's offense. The one that stands out the most is Denver's defense. And and then I'm going to connect this to the last dot. And then I've been knowing I've been talking for a long time, so I'll throw it back to you. But like the, and, and this is the overarching point, which is that this Miami team continues to find ways to it's partially suck you into what they want to do, but really I think what it is is and you call it Jedi mind tricks or whatever, other teams that play them continue to get into a situation where they're the ones making the mistake. And I have, we've have now watched this Miami team play how many playoff games? What's was what it? Five, seven, 11 plus seven, 18, 20, 20 playoff games, right? How many times have you looked at them and be like, wow, Miami's really blowing it here. Or man, Miami is, you know, something's off with their game plan. Or boy, Spo really screwed up by doing this thing or that thing. You don't see any of that. 
what you do see is stretches where, oh, wow, you know, Jimmy's missing some easy ones or Bam is really, you know, he really needs to develop a, a better low post move or they just flat out like will miss shots for a stretch. Those are those are errors. That's like just making miss stuff, which is the only fault you could ever find in this heat team where you can't find any fault in this heat team ever is where they're beating themselves because they never beat themselves. And I think it's fucking incredible and fascinating to me that they are three games away from a championship largely built on a strategy of we are going to bet that eventually you will make enough mistakes such that we could take advantage of those mistakes. And God bless them. They hit it. They hit enough shots when these teams make these mistakes um, to take advantage of them, except against the Knicks, the only team they didn't hit shots against. Um, but I digress. So, yeah, I like it, I, to me, it all kind of goes together because you can't say, oh, this is a Denver thing or this is a Jokic thing or it's a Miami thing. I think it all ties together. And it, it ultimately, at the end of the day, oh, that's the other point that I wanted to make. How is it that these teams had this incredible offensive rating? And what was the final score of the game two? 111, 108. 111, 108. Normally in the NBA, if the teams have the sort of offensive rating that these teams had in game two, you would expect a far, far higher scoring game. Why is it such a low scoring game? Why was game one such a low scoring game? Why was every game of the Knicks series such a low scoring game and several other games they played in another series, low scoring games because Miami plays at a snail's pace. And that is the, the, the last component of all of this is for everybody who whose main takeaway is like they flipped a switch. They figured out how to do it. They, they just turned it on after 82 games and they become a different team. Well, no. Are they hitting more shots? Yes. Are they playing probably with more consistency? Yes. But there are two vitally, vitally important parts of the of, or ingredients to the mix here that were consistent throughout the entire 82 game season and have been there for the entire postseason. Number one is they grind these games down to a fine pace. They did it all season long and they've continued when they can, when they want to, when they're playing how they want to play, they've done it in the postseason. And number two, and this is the biggest part, they are eminently comfortable playing in these tight games in the fourth quarter. And I forget who had the stat. I saw it on Twitter. I apologize. I'm not going to give the person credit because I don't know who it is. But if you go through their entire postseason run, they're like roughly even in terms of scoring margin. First quarter, roughly even scoring margin. Second quarter, roughly even scoring margin. Third quarter. And they're like plus 90 in the fourth quarters combined in these playoffs. This is how they, this is what they want to do. They want to get these games into the last five, six, seven, eight minutes close game, and they feel like they're going to be able to win. And that's been there all year. So credit to them for continuing to play a, a style of basketball that allows these games to get to those situations. And more often than not, Miami's going to come out on top. So that was a lot. I'm sorry. I just had I, a lot, I'll, a lot of thoughts that I wanted to get out. And I'll take them one at a time. You're on vacation, so you're good. Yeah. So as someone who watched game one, the only real pushback I have is um, that is a game I actually was wondering, um, not necessarily what is Spo doing or what is the game plan here, but like they tried their zone, didn't work. Kevin Love didn't play, didn't work. Both That's, adjustments in yep. game two, Kevin Love started, was plus 18 in the game, um, and they didn't play a, a lick of zone. They they played the passing lane well, they, against... They play, they th so they threw zone selectively in, in the second half in game two. 
A little when bit. When the Jokic, when Jokic was off the floor. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But even like again, well, the point being, being they, they they abandoned it as their main strategy, which is what they did against the Celtics. Was like we're just you're not gonna be able to penetrate. Like if you get hit fifty, if you hit twenty two threes, you hit twenty two threes. Fine. So can I? And the Celtics in Game Seven had a had a Game Seven Rockets moment. Can I ask you about the the love thing? Okay. So who started in place of uh, Kevin Love? Caleb Martin, game one. Okay. And Caleb Martin was coming off a series in which... Are you going to do this where I'm pointing out a thing that he adjusted to and you're like defending the coach for it? I'm just saying that it's an adjustment that he made. Everybody knows why he had to make the adjustment. Of course, Caleb Martin should have started game one after the finals that he had. He still made the adjustment. Okay. yeah, he. But you don't but, have to defend no, the, the way, coach. I knew why he did it in the first place. But the place. way you, <laughs> but the way you phrased it was like he went from Kevin Love not playing at all in game one to Kevin Love starting and being a plus eighteen in game two. Okay, I'll give you the not playing at all in game one. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. But the but the I just want to push back on the like. Obviously, he was going to start. You're right. Kevin, Kale, Unimpeachable. Kale yeah. I forgot. I'm telling you, it's okay to say this didn't work game one and he went to something that yeah, did in game of course. two. Yes, That's yes, all yes, I'm yes. Saying, of, of course it yes. It's okay. It did, it, point it, out it, what a coach does didn't work. It's okay. But he to say that. I understand the reasoning. A lot of people that criticize him understood the reasoning. They pivoted. It worked. He's a genius for usually pivoting to things that work. Yeah, because I, because like I, I guess I, I just feel compelled to point out that it's impossible to always get every decision right. right. It's about how do you react, and more importantly, how quickly do you react. Right? I agree, and yeah. it's it's also not the reason they lost game one. They had two free throws, and Caleb uh, Max Struess when Max Struess and Caleb Martin well combined what yeah. O of sixteen. From the field, one of sixteen well, one from of, the field. C- Caleb was was one of seven, and one if, there. If, so one of Caleb, seventeen. Yeah, if if Caleb came out and he was instead, he was you know six of eleven. Maybe it's a different game, but he wasn't. And and credit to Spo for 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 making the change. No sane person left game one saying this was a coaching loss. I am just solely pointing out I, the adjustment that was made. Which you are allowed to do when it comes you to are talking to about you a head it. coach. Okay, got that out the way. Welcome back from the Bahamas, Jonathan.